Hello, my awesome mom pod listeners. It's Paige with some exciting news. The Moms Organization Motivation Podcast has had the most amazing three-year run. And thanks to you, it's listened to in more than 85 countries. It's won Best Family Podcast and Best Home and Lifestyle Podcast awards and consistently ranks in the top of the charts globally. I could not have done that without you. It'll continue to be downloadable for all your organization motivation needs. And now there'll be a brand new podcast to listen to. If like me, you love being a mom and also desire more. Head over to the Time to Pivot podcast right now and hit subscribe. Each week, my guest and I will be sharing all the ways we've learned to pivot in our life and business as we share our God-given gifts and serve others and still make it to the carpool line on time. I can't wait for this fun new podcast to begin April 17th, 2023. So mark your calendars and join me on the Time to Pivot podcast. I'm Paige Killian, and I'm passionate about helping busy moms of littles organize and style their life in three simple steps. Living this mom life is incredible and sometimes completely overwhelming. Is stressing about overstuffed drawers, never-ending mail piles, a mountain of Legos, and our kids' artwork really what God intended? <laughs> no way! Getting organized has been a game changer for me and also my clients, but it has to be simple or it just won't get done. So let's simplify the process and clear the clutter to see the blessings God has for us. I know your time is valuable. So thanks for joining me each week for a healthy dose of organization and a whole lot of motivation. Hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast. I could not be more excited today about a person that I have had on my list of wannabe future guests for so long. Her name is Amy Pendergraf. She is my girl, first and foremost. Aww. I love and adore her. And additionally, we've actually worked together. She's been one of my clients. I've gotten to be elbow deep in some hand-me-down clothes with her and some Legos <laughs> that we'll mention soon. But first of all, I just want to introduce you to my dear friend, Amy Pendergraf. Amy, thank you for being on today. And can you please tell us a little bit about who you are as a busy mom and uh, kind of what you do? And we'll go from there. Thanks, Paige. I am so excited to be on here with you. I have loved being your friend more than anything, but also loved working with you and you have transformed our places into a beautiful place. And we'll talk more about that later too. But I get the privilege of being a wife to an awesome husband, a mom to three incredible kids ranging from 14 down to seven. And I am the director of family ministries at our local church. And I love to get to do that. And then also, I'm part of a, a team. Um, I have an awesome business partner, and we do something called Revibrant Families, helping families have family devotions at home that are meaningful and connecting, especially 
in times like this where we are stuck at, uh, excuse me, safe at home. <laughs> there you Sometimes go. Sometimes we feel stuck at home, <laughs> but also safe at home. So that's Fair. who I am. Yes, that, that, that is a totally fair thing to say. I think we all probably do this dance of going back and forth between like currently I'm wearing a t-shirt that says blessed. And so today I'm blessed and tomorrow I'm going to be a hot mess again. You know, it's just, it's okay. I think that's normal. And actually on that note, before we go on and, and talk about this episode is going to be called reclaim your space. And I do want to talk to you about that, but I do just want to say before the end of the episode, and I will make sure everyone that I include in the show notes about this awesome devotional that you guys are working on. And so it's sort of in taking shape and form right now. Mm -hmm. And so I will make sure that by the time this episode uh, launches, and it is going to be actually, she is going to be one of the four amazing moms that I have on in May for the Mother's Day May series of episodes, <laughs> right? I felt like if it's called the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast, like we need to really hone in on this month of May and highlight some killer, amazing moms. And so anyway, I definitely handpicked this killer, amazing mom. And so Amy, I want you to tell us briefly before we get into the awesome space that we had the privilege of working together on, tell us a little bit more about what your faith means to you in general, but also just in your family life. And um, this is something my kids know you as Miss Amy who runs chapel at our, <laughs> our church and school and um, they love that so much. So Sunday mornings and uh, Wednesdays when we are in school, boy, oh boy, yeah. are we looking forward to going back to that. Oh, man. Um, but tell us what faith means to you in general, but also just how you guys are really kind of clinging to faith during this sort of uncertain time. Wow. That's a great question. I am, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's such an interesting question because I put my faith in Jesus when I was five years old and I come from a heritage of faith. So I have grandparents that were missionaries on both sides. And, and so Jesus has been a part of my life from the beginning. And yet as all of us, we've had these journeys of faith with him, right? These moments where we just really have to ask ourselves the question of, do we believe what we say we believe? Right. And so I, love the opportunity to work with kids because I do believe that kids, even at the age of four and five, can really grasp who Jesus is and the fact that he loves them and that he's with them and that he cares for them at the most basic level. And then, you know, flash forward, here I am, I'm about to have my 40th birthday and I'm getting new ways of answering that question of how do I live out my faith? How do I trust God in the middle of completely uncertain times. I mean, there's various ways that this COVID-19 has uprooted and flipped our family on its head and just plans that we had and dreams that we had and hopes that we had for the future um, were just really shattered. And I'm sure that there's a lot of people out there that can relate to that. But in that moment, I just keep hearing the word trust, you know, mm -hmm. that that opportunity that we have to trust who Jesus is. And I, you know, I know that this story has been told a lot during this time, but that story of Jesus in the boat with the disciples and the storm comes out on the water. And as I was looking at that story, going to it for comfort, I just was struck by the fact that Jesus deliberately asked the disciples to get in the boat. Like he wanted them out there because he wanted them to know something about him 
that they did not know before they got in that boat. And what he wanted them to know was that he had power over even the winds and the waves. And I think that there, you know, this story is not fully written. And I know that there's a ton of pain in it. And I know that there's sadness. And I know that God is not the cause of disease, that that is not who he is. But at the same time, I know that God is allowing this to some degree because he wants us to know something about him that we didn't before. And so this has been a really incredible opportunity in our family to, we, we say it's our time for recalibration. And mm, that's great. Yeah. So it was so funny. We, we were asked in December to, to give a word that would describe what's coming this year for us. And we were like, it's time to recalibrate. And we had no idea what that meant. And um, isn't that you know, crazy? Don't you totally think that those are God moments? I mean, right? don't you just to- like, hello. Yeah. yeah. And it what just mine keeps was. coming back up. What was it? Oh, this is going to be super applicable to this situation. Uh, <laughs> patience. Patience. Uh-huh. Girl. Girl. Not, uh-huh. not really my strong suit. And I would think that in the past, I've shared on the podcast that I was a kindergarten teacher for 10 years and then second grade teacher for three years. And so in 13 years, I would think that probably the parents of the kids that I had in my classroom would be like, Oh, she's so patient. I mean, the way that she dealt with my little kindergarten. Uh But then you get me in real life when I have kids of my own and I'm trying to start a business and and then I decide I want to write a book and then I decide I want to do a podcast and patience starts slipping away. It is very (laughs) far off. So I did feel like in December come, you know, January 1, that that really needed to be something that I was just focusing on. And so it's really funny. I think recalibrating and having patience and just having those be two intentional thoughts. I'm going to adopt your word a little bit too. I, I couldn't agree <laughs> right? more. Right? I feel like that might be we the word that we need all need. <laughs> but I read this morning the best quote on patience from Richard Rohr. Can I read it to you? Yes, please. It says, being patient is difficult. It's not just waiting until something happens over which we have no control. The arrival of the bus, the end of the rain, the return of a friend, the resolution of a conflict. Patience is not waiting passively until someone else does something. Patience asks us to live the moment to the fullest, to be completely present to the moment, to taste the here and now, to be where we are. When we're impatient, we're trying to get away from where we are. We'll behave as if the real thing will happen tomorrow, later, and someone else, somewhere else. <gasps> oh my gosh, I, I just like, chills head to toe. And also right? I just got that flash of uh, Scarlett O'Hara saying something about, uh, I'll put it off till tomorrow, whatever it was, I'll worry about it tomorrow. Um, That can really be a very real feeling these days because so many of us are like, okay, well, this is our new normal. We need to deal with this now. We'll deal with the other stuff that was pressing tomorrow. But the fact is being patient isn't because we know what's coming and we're just going to wait during this time. It is hard. And that message said that it's hard. And I think that is the interesting part about our, the season that we're in right now. I think that it's all very hard. Even starting a podcast for me, I can talk all day and night. You know that about me, girl. No comment. You just stay quiet over there. Okay. Um, I can talk day and night, but the actual pulling together bits of content and getting it in a technical sense out into the world and doing that in an appropriate way, that's hard. 
And I've had to have patience with myself. I've had to have patience with the situation because now I have kids that the whole reason, girl, the whole reason I started this podcast is because my Duke was now in full-time school. So I'm like, I have the time. Right. But no, it's gone. Of course not. Yeah. Um, well, listen, honestly, this is the, you've already delivered a few mic drop moments. I've already had chills <laughs> twice. Wow. The, I I, you're good. You are good. <laughs> um, so I do still want to pivot, but I have to say, honestly, if we ended the episode right here now, I feel like this is so beautiful and brilliant, but we have to pivot for a second and talk about how one of our first encounters as far as from an organization standpoint came about is something that actually inspired uh, my book chapter called Legos in the Bedroom. I'm glad that my chaos could inspire a chapter page. I love it. (laughs) But it's true, guys. There were Legos and I don't mean five or six. There was drawers and drawers <laughs> full of legos in the bedroom be fair i'll give you i'll i'll, I'll paint a picture for everyone mm-hmm. so i i had there was an age gap of 5 years between my second and third child so i had a 7 year old a 5 year old and then and then my little baby came along and so my 5 year old was a fantastic lego builder he loved it would spend hours it was the one thing he would do independently all the time and so i had to create a safe zone for him to do legos that the baby and then the toddler wouldn't get into however there was legos all over the bedroom and you all know what that feels like when you get out of bed in the middle of the night and stand on those legos it is enough to make a grown man cry. I'll tell you. We have had Legos in spades. In fact, before I hit record on this episode, we were talking about how the way I'm getting my children who are now at home, they're not in school, who are now at home. I actually have been bringing in newer and newer Lego sets because that really is fun for them. And not only is it, it fun is. for them, I love seeing their creativity. Sometimes they can follow right. along with what you know, the directions say to do. And then sometimes they just create these incredible masterpieces. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so much more creative than I ever could be. So I do love that. Lego is a genius. Like God bless the Lego company. I'm so thankful for them. Honestly, (laughs) I I think in a a future episode that's coming that I had pre-recorded, I ended up saying like, now's the time I feel like to buy stock in Legos. It's just like, let's get this economy back up and running. And Legos. Legos. Yeah. So, okay. Well, what did we do about it? So I wanted to talk about really reclaiming your space and how we now more so than ever before, but even before it's really important once, you know, that really did work for you very well at that time, because it was in your bedroom and you could have your little baby and you could take care of that child and simultaneously keep your eye on the five-year-old. And he was able to build these incredible things and you were still there with him. You were that is what you need to do in that season of your life. So moms, I want you to know if you're listening and you're thinking like, that's the setup that I have at my house. Girl, don't be telling me I can't have that because it's working well. (laughs) I think we were then at the place where your baby was maybe in TK kindergarten. Like, was it that? Were we like in the four year old? Yeah, I think four, four, four years old. I think it was either TK or or preschool four, but yeah, it was definitely, it was time. 
It was it time. Was time well, to it was, reclaim my space. It was. And and the thing was, we weren't taking Legos away from anybody. We were still embracing our love of Legos, but we were right. putting them in the appropriate place. And the reason is because there were there were moments of not only, like you say, losing the bottoms of your feet in the middle of the night, if you get up to go to the bathroom, <laughs> but also just having that clear countertop, that clear space is such a way to sort of zen out a little bit. If you have a space, now this could be for a reading corner for you. This could be even a home office. You could really design a home office. And I'm going to be talking about on a future episode mm-hmm. to give you what you need and have that be kind of like your quiet space and whatever. Mm-hmm. This could be another space. Maybe you go and you do your daily devotionals. Um, maybe you have your morning quiet time and you got your little cup of coffee or whatever. And, and you just need that quiet space. Yes. I see you. She's, you guys, we're doing a zoom video recording so I can see her. She just held up her coffee mug. Yes. (laughs) Constant coffee around the clock these days. And so the thing is, it just needs to be working best for you and your family. And honestly, these days I feel like sometimes just going and hiding in the pantry or hiding in the bathroom. And that's, (laughs) yep. That's my quiet place. Um, But I will say that I recorded something outside on the patio one day because that was that was the quiet zone. That was where we could get quiet. (laughs) Yes, and that is exactly it too. This might be the time that you are looking at some outdoor space and saying, you know, because we aren't out and about the way maybe we were before, before the quarantining and social distancing, maybe you do need to take a space in your yard and decide you're gonna, you know order from those delightful Amazon people. Uh, God bless them these days. Goodness. Oh the other place to get stock. Mm, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. What is that place for you and how do you need to reclaim that space and transform that space for Amy? That was her bedroom and just kind of having that look a little bit more like a calm, inviting, warm, romantic. If I may go there, we joked about the, yeah, Mm -hmm. we joked about the, um, Lego Ninja Warrior on the nightstand. And I was like, Oh, does this inspire love (laughs) and togetherness? I don't know. (laughs) But we had some great laughs. But I'm so curious, Amy, because I think that you've been so on the ball with doing all of these Zoom calls. Like I said to you guys, she's been so great to be our kids' chapel teacher and children's director at church and school. And so I feel like you have really shown up in a very organized way. Um, you were telling me the other day, not only are we seeing that on camera with when you're popping in and you're giving us all these really fun calls and these great Bible lessons and we are just devouring them. Thank you. But tell me about what you said you guys are doing with your kiddos to sort of give them a new space that maybe they didn't have mm-hmm. before. You were talking about the baskets and kind of containing the schoolwork now that we're homeschooling. Tell us about that. How have you sort yeah. of reclaimed that space for the new normal? Yeah, my so each of my kids are, they're doing school online and each of them have to do it on a computer or an iPad, so screen. So we have this battle, this internal battle in our home because we don't let our kids have screens in their room. And so they each have some kind of desk type space in their room, but they weren't allowed to do their homework in that. And so then we were just struggling with how do we create space for each kid. And so I basically got a large bin and everybody, each of them got a large bin. So all three of my kids, and then I had them put all their schoolwork into the bin and then they each got to choose a place in the house that they wanted to work. So 
one of my kids wanted to work on the couch. One of my kids wanted to work at the dining table and one of my kids wanted to work on the, at the kitchen Island area. And so they each will bring up their big bin and set it down and work in their space. And then when they're done that day, it's a really nice way for us to transition as a family to the next activity. So then it's, well, they'll say, well, I'm done my school. And I said, well, I, let me look. <laughs> Is your bin away? And, and that's kind of the transition moment to, okay, now we can do other things in the house. And so it's worked out really well. We've really... Um, it's helpful for me because their stuff isn't all over and we just don't have that. We had that intentional conversation in the beginning and now we don't have the battle of, well, I just want to do my homework in my room. Yeah. I love that. I think intention is super huge and expectation and setting that up in the beginning. And I think that was mm -hmm. tricky for us. I know in Tennessee, a lot of my friends were actually on their spring break with their kids when we we're still a few weeks out. We're technically, you and I are actually recording this in April on our spring break right now. And yep. a lot of, a lot of homeschooling for us has been done for the past few weeks. Yep. Um, and we really kind of have gotten into that groove and known what to do. And then a lot of my Tennessee friend and guys, if you're listening and you don't know, we're in California and Los Angeles. And so a lot of my Tennessee friends, their kids have just now settled into what homeschooling looks like mm -hmm. and we like, feel for you we were there just a few weeks ago totally it yeah. it's crazy i will say i am so grateful that organization was something that had been in my home for a while my good old ocd skills have been <laughs> put to the test over the years so i definitely felt like and i only have two and you've got three god bless you <laughs> um, so I'm so grateful that you did have those spaces, but I love that what I'm hearing is that you gave each of them the opportunity to take control over this, have that responsibility mm -hmm. and that independence of being responsible for what they needed to do. And then physically being able to pack all that up and then move it out of the way, sort of out of mm -hmm. sight, out of mind so mm -hmm. that you can still differentiate the rest of the day. So at seven o'clock at night, you don't still have schoolwork out that right. doesn't ever feel like maybe the kids or even you are getting a homeschool break. Right. Um, so I love that. I love right. that you did that. Well, and the bins, you know, you can look at them and see the personalities of my kids. You know, one is perfectly organized and put away <laughs> in a proper way. The other one, you know, the cords are pouring out and, you know, uh, papers are squashed in half. And, you know, so they get to really do it the way that their personalities do it. So. And listen, this is what I say. My business, I named it everything with style and you've known that for a while. And it doesn't mean <laughs> that you have to be, look, I'm showing up in a graphic t-shirt right now with yesterday's <laughs> mascara on. It doesn't mean that you got to bring it every day and look amazing yeah. and be amazing and be perfect. It means doing things that work for you in the season of your life that you're in, in your style. And I love that you said, look, I'm going to put a parameter around this. You guys are going to have your own container that's going to contain your schoolwork. And then you get to put your own style into it and decide, is it going to have a cute little label? Is it going to be very well organized and streamlined? Or is it just going to be the catch all and that works for your kid? And I think, right. I think that's great. It's still giving, it's, setting the intention of like, this is what it's going to be like and the expectation of how you're going to keep it clean. And then they get to really 
take that responsibility for making it still what, what works best for them too. It's a little, yeah. little 50, 50. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Well, um, and you, you know, for all the listeners out there, I am not Miss organization. I needed Paige to come in and help me because I couldn't even figure out how to how to remove the Legos from the bedroom and they were there for five or six years, five years, I think. So I'm more of the, you know, cord pouring out of the basket kind of person. So, um, so I love what you do. I, that's what I love about what you do, Paige, is it's, it's not a, it's not a regimented system. It's this beautiful system of everything style. Yeah. Thank you so much for saying that. I will say, you know, this is kind of the time that maybe people who weren't really thinking about getting organized, this is now at the forefront because a lot of us are just kind of living on top of each other, you know, and yeah. really having to share a space that maybe we weren't sharing before, or maybe having to bring our work life into that space that that was yeah. always very separate from family time. And so I think that this, I talk about in episode one, the three E's philosophy, and those three E's can look very different for everybody. But I will maintain that that first step, even like what you just brought up of getting rid of just the purge, I always talk about doing that. And I think, right. you know, even if we talk about the three E's for your kids organization bins, I think if you were to say, okay, guys, it's starting to get a little out of hand. And since we've been on spring break now, before we start back to the first week back after spring break, what I would like for mm -hmm. you to do not saying you have to do this, but you can say, what are your three E's? What's the essential thing you need to do? Can we purge? Can we get rid of maybe any paperwork that you guys have already turned in, submitted to your teacher? If there's anything that you want to hold on to, to keep it in there, maybe we stick it in some nice little file folders, or perhaps we take it and put it in a separate location of like, oh my goodness, this was some of my work that we did. Remember back in the day, like 10 years ago when there was this pandemic called coronavirus and, <laughs> um, and you want to have, cause I did save a couple. I actually stuck them up in my kids' uh, memory boxes because yep. I thought this is going to be a time to remember um, sure for the good and the difficult. I think that's important. And I think it just, I think it just really takes the pressure off of having to make your space and your organization look just like anybody else's. So I appreciate that so much. Yeah. Start with a good purge and then the organization follows the prettiness follows. I love it. I love it. No, that's, that's great. That's a great idea. We should definitely do that before we start up again next week. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much for being here. Before we go, I just want to circle back really quickly. I do want to say, guys, last thing, reclaim your space. Don't feel like your space has to be shared with everybody else. So everybody kind of go and find their own space that they can design and create and make that look like what you need to. So you can sneak away and have a cup of coffee there or have your daily devotional time or have your Lego playing time and then find a way to really keep that looking nice and neat so that it is really welcoming you into that space every time you go in. But I want to just end on letting us know, do you know yet, Amy, and it's okay if you don't know for sure, because I will put this in the show notes when you have it for sure. But do you want to tell us just end on that, that devotional that you're talking about? Is this for kids? Is this for adults? Is it for families? And how can we find that? Yeah. So this devotional is for families. So it is a, um, it's really designed for families of elementary, preschool, elementary, could go into middle school. Some of your middle schoolers might not want to engage in some of the ideas, but basically it's very simple. So once a week, we'll send you a PDF and it has five days of daily devotionals. So it has a little passage to read, some questions and a prayer. 
for you to have together as a family. And then in each week, there's one family night. So it's an, an experience that we've created that you can do at home. And so we've just found in this time that it's tricky to navigate all the different spiritual content that's out there and to bring it home in a way that's meaningful for a family. And so um, some of our family night activities include like a movie night and we have some snacks and treats that go along with that, that match up with the Bible content, or we have an activity that you can do. Even some of them have some menus of a, a meal that you can make that goes along with the lesson. And then some of those conversation starters for during that time and activities that you can do during that time. So we're very, very excited about it. We're, we're finishing getting the web up and I believe it's at revibrantkids.com, but it might be revibrantfamilies.com. So we're okay. getting that up today. So we'll, maybe we'll pop that in later. Sorry about that. No, no, that's totally perfect. I think just having an idea of where we can look. And so guys, if you're listening, just know we will be able to, I'm not sure if these links will show up on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you you can look and see if it's in the show notes description, but a hundred percent, I will make sure that that is a current up-to-date link. Always. uh, If you go to everythingwithstyle.com and you click on the podcast tab, and then you can just scroll through and find Amy, I think your episode is going to be episode 10. And okay. so you'll, we'll just look for episode 10 and you'll be able to look, uh, once you click on that at everythingwithstyle.com and you click on episode 10 with Amy, then you'll see in the show notes, it will be there. And awesome. so we'll, we'll update that as we need to, but thank you so much. You are a gift. I love being your friend. I love being in your home. I love your kids. Uh, and I am just dreaming about the days that I can crazily throw my arms around you and give you a big squeeze. Uh, I miss it. Right. I know. I cannot wait to be together. It's going to be great. Well, in the meantime, virtual hug to you. (laughs) And again, just want to say, if you feel like your life has been inundated with everyone else's clutter or stuff or whatever, you need to go find a way that you can reclaim your space. It is important for our sanity. Yes, it is. is Our (laughs) mental well-being. And physical well-being, if you'd like to keep the bottoms of your feet and Legos have taken over, it is a physical thing too, has manifested <laughs> manifested into physical pain. So anyway, but it is doable. And if you don't know where to start, start with the three E's, just do a good purge and then uh, just keep listening for more details on how you can organize and style that space. Amy, I love you. I will talk to you soon. Oh, thank you so much, Paige. All thank right, you bye-bye. so much. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Moms Organization Motivation Podcast. For more resources to organize and style your busy life, head over to everythingwithstyle.com and connect with me on Instagram at everythingwithstylemom. If this episode was helpful for you, please share it with your friends, rate and review it on iTunes, that's Apple Podcasts now, and let me know what you'd like to hear about next. Thanks again for listening and happy organizing.